The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino start the last word in sport by looking at all of the football action forthcoming for the weekend. And could it be, Tony, that... Manchester City will have a tougher game at Goodison Park against Everton on Sunday than might have been thought of a couple of weeks ago on the back of Everton's extraordinary 5-1 thumping of Brighton last Monday. It's times in sport that you just can't fathom anything out. And, you know, when I saw the result and then saw the goals and the way Everton scored the goals, took them brilliantly, and a thumping result like you just talked about at Brighton, it was just extraordinary, Matt. And um, is it a tougher game? I don't know. I think still, if, if you look at the Everton match, they can get anything out of the game against City because I know there's a lot of talk, Champions League game, because Real Madrid are in midweek and then they're playing them again, obviously, this week coming. Man United, oh, sorry, Everton's um, team against Man City is a tough one because Man City's second team, Matt, would be better than Everton's first team. So it's, a, it's a still a very, very tough game for them to, to have. What do you reckon, though, uh, Mark? Because Everton do seem to, when they get the fans behind them at Goodison, get results that perhaps form wouldn't say they should get. And now suddenly, belatedly, they're starting to show form. Well, the first thing you should do is wear the pink kit because that seems to do it for a Matt. Um, and the, the, there, is, there is a factor with Goodison um, because it, it's very, very much a little bit Coliseum at, at the moment, certainly because... They've never been relegated from the big league, as it were. I do think they will make it difficult for City. But City at the moment, just just in every situation, they always come through. They've got so many outstanding players, as everybody knows. I'm sure they'll make two or three changes, even re- regarding the fact of Wednesday with, uh, with, with um, Real yeah, Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, and but I also think wasn't wasn't this the game last year when there was an absolutely blatant handball from one of the City players, and and they got away with it. So the Evertonians will remember that the crowd will remember it. So it it, it will be hectic, hectic. But I just think quality will shine through at the end of the day. By the way, what did you think of the quality of last Tuesday's game in the Bernabeu between Real Madrid and Manchester City? Just I mean, how enjoyable was it to watch? the ebb and flow and the skill levels and the speed at which various flicks and passes were being completed. Football as it should be, Matt. Absolutely brilliant. The, the, only, the only disappointing thing was when, when it went to 1-1 and then Madrid are falling down every available opportunity, but we should be used to that. But no, you know, every, everybody's, everybody's first touch in that game, all those players who played, the subs came on, etc. was brilliant. And as you rightly say, to play at that level at such a pace is very, very difficult, and it's only brilliant players can actually achieve it. Yeah, the the game was stuffed with brilliant players, Tony. One who perhaps didn't look brilliant unusually was Kevin De Bruyne, and then he came up with that goal, which was an absolute thumper, which suggests you need to keep him on the team even when things aren't necessarily going well for him. Well, absolutely, Matt. I mean, if you watch him for the last decade, the amount of times he can produce a moment of magic. And he can be fantastic at the start of a game and carry it on. And there's games that he might not be as inspirational, but suddenly can come up with a moment. He's such a gifted lad. I don't think he ever really loses his belief in his game. And when it falls to him, Matt, and he's 20 yards outside and he can ping it first time like he did, it, it was a great goal. And 
And, and that was, as Mark touched on, such a high-level performance by two teams. And look, Real Madrid have not been as good this year. They've struggled at times in La Liga. But there is a forward line there, whether it's, you know, Vinicius Junior, Benzema, and you look at Valverde, and then you add in Rodrigo. There's problems. They can cause any team. I, th- I think, again, Matt, it's going to be an extraordinary night in midweek of the Etihad. It could be brilliant. And, of course, Mark, we've learned today that, no surprise, Erling Haaland named Footballer of the Year. I think he got 82% of the vote, which makes you wonder, who got the rest of the votes? Who else would have been in contention against him, Mark? Matt, what has he ever done to reach that? <laughs> Seriously, what what on earth? Um, yeah, always going to be. I mean, he's just he's taken to it like a like a duck to water. How old is he? Twenty two. That's a, yeah. it's, it's a it's a real real worry for any team that he's playing against on a regular basis. He, he's been fab, um, and I think Guardiola has been excellent with him. Left him out of a few games as well when he's had a couple of knocks. Etc. I think his fitness is better, and the more you see him, the more of a, a well-rounded footballer that he is. So, congratulations to him. But um, I don't know who else would possibly compete in the vote. To be honest with you, apart from his mate, maybe De Bruyne. Indeed, I suppose probably the player from Arsenal who would have got the most votes would have been Odegaard, Tony, um, who's had a fantastic season as well, if not at Haaland levels. Arsenal keep plugging away and. Could it be now that they'll be slightly worried of a Brighton backlash when they meet them at the Emirates on Sunday? Um, I, I think Arsenal are a little bit fortunate to get Brighton at this stage of the season, Matt. One thing that did stand out, they looked like they'd have played a lot of football, Brighton. And yes, they've made changes, but it looked like they'd just played a bit too much. And I think it's a good time for Arsenal to take on Brighton. They're a really good side. They've got bundles of energy, speed in their team, technical players. I still think, you know, I was really surprised by Arsenal's performance at St. James's Park. I thought they stood up to a team that did try and intimidate them uh, and bully and put it on them, pressurise them. And yes, they, you know, survived a couple of scares, Matt, uh, against Newcastle. But I thought in the end, they, they just matched Newcastle and they took their chances. It was, it was a really hotly contested game. Well, let's talk about Newcastle because Leeds, I think, have to beat them, Mark, if to have any hope of avoiding relegation at Allen Road tomorrow at lunchtime. The thing that Leeds fans are grasping to, only seven wins this season in the Premier League. Four of them have come after dropping into the bottom three. Each time Leeds drop into the bottom three, they win to get out. Crutching at the straws. Could it be, though, that Newcastle are starting to show the little bit of nerves that they're in the unusual position of trying to nail down the Champions League spot, which they should get, but is becoming a little bit more uncertain than they might have thought? Well, I think, I think obviously, the, Ars- the Arsenal fixture was, was a loss. But as, as Tony alluded to there, you know, that, that they're still a, a very good team. They're very well organised. Matt, you don't score many goals against them. They have the occasional bad day like, like everybody. I, th- I think this will just double the de- determination going to play at, at Ellen Road because you, you know it'll be lively. You know it'll be a uh, white-hot atmosphere, obviously. New manager in charge, whether he's still there after the next two games, three games w- w- remains to be seen. Oh, I doubt it. I, yeah, well, I doubt it as well now. But, but I, I, just, I just look at... Look at uh, Newcastle going there, and I, they're very, very strong defensively. And I just think they'll have too much in every every position, really, for Leeds, to be honest with you, Matt. Although that said, Tony, the one team that Sam Allardyce seems to beat more than anyone else is the team he managed <laughs> for a little while, Newcastle. 
Yeah, um, look, Matt, you've got to do what you've got to do an Everton type of result. That result where no one expects you to get a result. You've you've been struggling all year, and then they go to Brighton and win. Leeds have got to do that, and you know it's going to be tough. I mean, you can take some heart out of the second half performance against Man City last week, Matt, because you were clearly there for the taking in the first half. You were, you know, ripped apart, and Harlem didn't have his shooting boots on and didn't take any chances. I mean, look. This is what Big Sam's been brought in to do. Can he get... I'm more worried, Matt, about... I look at Leeds and I look at their Verba and I look at Luke Halen, who's not played as well. Furpo, I think you can get him, Matt. I think you can run him ragged and, and just get one-on-one situations he can be beaten. And then... Sorry, Tony. Said, Volbert is our best defender by a country mile. Yeah, but the, the others, Matt. I mean, I still think there's a lot of improvement needed in that Leeds back line. And then set pieces, Matt. You know, that's a big thing. Newcastle are really strong and have a lot of big lads that attack the ball. So you've got to be on your game. Of course, Newcastle still in Champions League contention. Manchester United, as I said the other night to you, Mark, wobbling a bit. And now there's such suggestion Marcus Rashford may not be fit to play against Wolves tomorrow. That could be a nervy afternoon for Man United with Liverpool coming up after them quite quickly. Yeah, it could be. Um, but, you know, they've still got top players. Um, Wolves are safe, aren't they? I think I'm right in saying that. And um, having very varied results. Yeah, very varied yeah. results. But obviously, you know, the uh, Lopetegui has got them enough results to keep them in the league, which is what he was asked to go and do when he, when he signed for the club. I, I just see Manchester United winning quite comfortably. I think from Lee, from Wolves' point, point of view, I think he'll probably let them play at the weekend, Matt, rather than be so, you know, very, very strict not conceding goals. It's almost, we've achieved what we want to do. Let's go out and play. I think that'll help Man United. But could there be, Tony, questions starting to emerge a little bit about Ten Hag? Everyone was happy with him after winning the Carabao Cup, seemed to be the Champions League qualification in the bag. But then the exit, the manner of the exit from the Europa League and now some bad results. You could argue that, you know, the, the players are tired after a long season. He's had a few injuries. But, you know, there are players who've cost a small fortune still on the substitutes bench. It's not like Manchester United have a small squad. No, and Matt, they're doing something that Man United teams never really do. Their goals for column is not good. They've got the same amount of goals for as Leicester, who are in the bottom three. Brentford have scored more goals in the Premier League than Man United. So are Fulham. You know, that's that's an indictment on Manchester United and the quality that you'd think they've got in forward areas. They don't look as likely to win games, Matt. And the last couple of games have been beaten 1-0 twice. You know, obviously Brighton, West Ham, the way they played didn't really create enough for me. I think there are issues for Ten Hag. I do think you can resolve them in the summer. Um, but they're going to hang on, Matt, to the end of the season. They've just got to keep get some more out of this season because they've gone a little bit just shot, shot shy in front of Golda. I, it's a really weird one, Matt. You look at their forward line and you keep... You know, Rashford's had a decent season, uh, but has he been extraordinary? Not really. I think he's, he's had an, extra, an extraordinary month or two, but not much more than that. Sancho, disappointing. Fernandez up and down. And your man uh, Anthony on the wing, is he anything more than a show pony? Well, no. no, I would be where Mark would probably come from. That You know, it's too many tricks and it's too much... You know, showboating, he's a Harlem Globetrotter type of player that wants to show off all these ridiculous skills. And, you know, the simple five-yard ball, he, he doesn't seem too interested in that. It's a technical player in there, but the really great technical players 
Matt, they'll just beat you. They'll just try and go round you. They don't have to do a trick every time they get the ball like he tries to do. Mark, what do you make of them? Well, and, 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 with, and with Cass, absolutely. And, and product. Look, you look at players like that over, say, five games, and you say, what's he done? Has, has he assisted in goals? Has he scored goals himself? Has he got loads of crosses in? And I would suggest that you look at him and you think that the, the, odd, the odd moment of, of brilliance, um, but nothing ever really comes out of it, Matt. But as I told you the other night, you know, the thing about Man United, it's HK in the summer. HK, remind yeah. me what that stands for. Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, sorry. They're not going to get him, though, by the auto cons. Isn't there a thought that Tottenham are, are just what? determined? Daniel Levy will let his contract run down rather than sell him to a rival. Well, re- listen, Daniel Levy wouldn't leave you a crumb on a plate, Matt. Yeah, so he's not, so going, he's not going to turn down 100 million quid when he'd get nothing in a year's time, is he? I don't know if it'll be 100, but certainly, however much it is, he won't. He can't afford to do it. And I think, by the way, that the big boss who actually owns a football club, he'll be on at him saying, look, you know, we're not we're not letting him walk away having, you know, not got any money for him, whether it's whether it's start the season or in the middle of the season in, in the transfer windows. OK, we better leave it there. Thank you very much, Mark Lawrence and Tony Cascarino. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.